When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there. It's time for Most Things Kenobi. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Leanne. And I'm your host, Lauren. And this week we are reviewing the entirety of the Tales of the Jedi, which was just released. There are six episodes. They're all short. They're all heavy. (laughs) (laughs) And they all have a little snippet or little tidbit of interest to them. But man, I have some feels, which you already know. Yeah. Yeah. I know you and I haven't really talked about it too much, but... No. um, What was your, like overall take you watched them all at once i'm assuming right yes all at once yeah i did too so like when you were done like how did you feel terrible yeah like really down really terrible um like i didn't need any of that (laughs) (laughs) i didn't need any of that in my life i guess yeah Let's get this out of the way. It was visually stunning. Oh, yes. I enjoyed the stories, the storytelling. Um, The animation is obviously a throwback to the old Clone Wars, which I am always here for. Yeah. But man, that shit was dark as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, at Celebration, Filoni said, like, this is not Clone Wars feel good. Like, this, he, he was just like, don't expect to feel cheerful like these are not happy stories right and he was correct and he was not kidding (laughs) no he wasn't kidding at all and here's the thing i like dark Mm -hmm. i didn't like this (laughs) okay i did like some things i did like some things but i have a lot of feelings yeah what was your overall feeling did you watch them all at once i did um what was your initial thought i feel like sad and bummed to say this i was underwhelmed yeah yeah (laughs) honestly i thought i hate to be this person but i felt like the storytelling was super weak all throughout well i i could listen i believe in the weakness unless they're going towards something which there's but only is- six episodes, so yeah. But like, are they doing more? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. If that's the case, then it was like, okay, well, that was that, right? So the backstory that I got at Celebration, Filoni was flying back and forth from San Francisco to L.A. I believe he said for the Mandalorian. So he was mm-hmm. going. So he was flying a lot back and forth. So he started writing these little vignettes while he was traveling. 
So I don't know if he's planning to do more. These were kind of like products of his imagination to keep himself entertained. And then he brought them to, I think it was, a, is it Athena? Is one of their producers. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was her or the other one. There's two women that he brings with him to cons all the time. And they're brilliant, super smart, really interesting to listen to. And it's not us? He didn't no. choose us? <laughs> what is that? If he had, I would have helped tighten some of these stories up a little bit. Ah. Um, <sighs> but he just said, like, I have these ideas. Can we do it? And they're like, yeah, we'll find a way to do it. And he said, Lucasfilm, like. they pretty much always say, like, yes, we'll find a way. They don't like saying, no, that's not possible. They always try to say, yes, we'll find a way to do something. So I appreciate that. And these are beautifully made. You can tell they were done oh, yeah. with love and care. Yes. and yes. Kind of reminiscent to me of, like, Japanese films. Oh, that's a good point. Yes, yes, yes. Which makes, like, old like old ones, like 1940s, 1950s, like the yeah. Kurosawa-type mm-hmm. stories, which makes sense because of Filoni's background. And I know he loves anime and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So well, that, if you, that puts a little perspective on it, yes. Yeah, so if you look at it that way, it kind of... I understand. <laughs> that doesn't mean I, I liked them necessarily. Well, I I could have envisioned it like this. Do six episodes on the beginning of Ahsoka. Then season two. Do six episodes on the beginning of Dooku. Then season three. Do six episodes on, you know, whatever else. Yeah. They were all over the place, weren't they? They were. There was... I saw what they were doing because it was a progression. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Of Ahsoka is born, um, and then Duko is turning. Like that's kind of like happening at the same time. I think the timeline works out. Yes, yes. And then Qui Gon dies, and then you know uh, we yeah. see Padawan Ahsoka with former Padawan Anakin and Mullet Wan mm-hmm. as in <laughs> Mullet Obi Wan. Not enough Obi Wan <laughs> as usual. Of course not. Like they just. I don't know why. We need an Obi-Wan baby story. Please. Seriously. This was brought up at our Patreon Halloween party. That during the Sith Lord episode, the one where Qui-Gon dies, like, Mm Obi-Wan's in the temple there. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. 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 I know the story's not about him. The story is about Dooku. But, like, we could also... And another thing! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. Journey brought this up. It's just totally right. They're contradicting their own timelines because in the Sith Lord, Dooku is at the Jedi Temple. By that time, he's not a Jedi anymore. So why is he there? By the time the book Padawan takes place, like that newer Obi-Wan mm-hmm. book, mm-hmm. they've there's a reference in there apparently. I haven't read it yet, but this is what I've heard. There's a reference that Dooku is no longer with the Order. Hmm. Actually, hmm. that's the case in Master and Apprentice. Also, if you think about that book, Dooku has already left and Qui-Gon has been trying to get in touch with him and he won't return his calls. <laughs> He's ghosting Qui-Gon. What the fuck? Okay. All right. Okay. So I'm confused why he's at the temple, even though that was my favorite episode. I really liked. Okay. That was, that was probably... My second favorite, uh, it's, it's, I only liked two episodes, so I'm not going to say it was my second favorite episode, but um, <laughs> I really liked that moment that 
he was like, Qui-Gon is one with the Force now, and he's looking at the tree where the leaves are falling and mm-hmm. reminiscing, and it was very non-Dooku-ish, which I liked. I like to see yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, all right, so let's start from the top before we get any further. Yeah, right, we'll sorry. Go, we'll, go through, <laughs> we'll go through each episode, kind of give our thoughts, see where we end up. Starting with season one, episode one, Life and Death. This is basically Ahsoka's beginning. Mm-hmm. Absolutely beautiful visuals. Yeah, like I want to live in that village. <laughs> I loved, I loved the tribal elements. I loved seeing um, Togrudas in a different setting, kind of the village leaning on each other and celebrating together. I love stuff like that. You know, one with yeah. nature and everything. I absolutely hated the episode. Hated it. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I saw it at Celebration, and it really moved me to tears. And it just goes to show you how, like, your emotions are really high at a place, like, in that situation with Celebration. And yeah. re-watching it, I kept thinking about you watching it, because I was like, this is actually pretty graphic to watch them kill an animal like that. They like, didn't I get- kill it. They didn't kill it. They let it suffer yeah. and let you listen to its breathing and then killed it. That was too, I was ready to turn it off after, like, right then. I was like, fuck this, yeah. fuck this episode, fuck who, like, look, I love you, Dave Filoni, but gratuitous, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Clarence agrees. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that or not. <laughs> I but, didn't. Okay. Um, I fucking hated it. I hate anything that shows an animal like that. And, okay, put aside your personal feelings, Leanne. This was to show Ahsoka that in life there is death, and without death there is no life, and then without life there's no death, blah, blah, blah. Don't fucking show me this shit. I don't come to yeah. Star Wars to listen to a pained animal heavy breathing its last breath and then watch it get stabbed. I'm not here for that. Yeah. You can make the point without it. Fuck this episode. Yeah, I, I feel the same, that they could have made the point without the animal still being alive in the grass. That was... Just fucking shoot it. Be dead. They didn't show the bullet going in the animal. Gee, thanks. But they showed it <laughs> suffering. How cool. Fuck this episode. That's the thing. Like, it's one thing to... To, like, she has to get comfortable with death. And that's why she's not afraid of death. Is because her mother taught her that. Like, Filoni said this in Celebration. That was the whole point. Was that her mother taught her that, not the Jedi. Fine. Fine. Do we have to, like, force the baby to watch the animal suffer and then, like, the mother stabs it? Like, it's different because it's it's not like... It's not like they're killing for sport, you know? They're killing for survival. Yes. It's part of their life and it keeps them alive. And... Like, even to this day, if the, if you're eating an animal, obviously, it's a life that you're taking. Like, you should be showing gratitude for that. But it yeah. was still like, I don't want to see this shit. Like, couldn't, it, couldn't you just show them, fire the gun, and then the animal is dead? Like, we didn't see it die. Like, that the was The breathing not was necessary. too much. The, the pr- it was the really... The breathing was too much. Yeah. I will say that Ahsoka's mother is a fucking badass. It's very evident where she gets it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Jesus Christ. Uh, 
Yeah, not my favorite episode. Probably my least favorite episode in this entire series. I liked that the um, that it was all like female based. You know, it yeah. was like the village elder was the a woman, and that the mother is taking the young daughter out to go hunting as a rite of mm-hmm. passage. I just like that. Filoni especially, because we I've heard him say this that like women can do whatever men do. And that's why he loved Lord of the Rings. You know, that was yeah. one of the, the reasons. And so he just doesn't write with those boundaries. And I really appreciate it. <laughs> it's really refreshing. But at the same time, I didn't like watching yeah. an animal suffer. I don't like nope. that. Like, Not, Even if you say a prayer or a, they chanted a little bit before they stuck the knife in, that's fine. It's all good. Didn't need it. Don't like it. Yeah. All right. Episode two is titled Justice. This was heavy. Yeah. This was Dooku and uh, Qui-Gon going to the village that gave me very, like, American Dust Bowl, poverty, (laughs) starvation, Old West, like, silver mining towns that were low on food. Um, Everything was gray and wasted the dog had its spine sticking out because it was hungry these people had caved in faces looking like skeletons this is a lot (laughs) i thought it was funny that they had an actual dog yeah (laughs) and not some like i also star wars dog (laughs) yeah i was like what the fuck it's an actual dog like yeah i didn't like this episode at all i thought i didn't know where it was going why it went that way it was i didn't understand i don't is blah for me. Yeah, it was very meh. And it was like too much condensed into a... They're trying to like tell a big idea in a very mm-hmm. condensed story. And I don't mm-hmm. think it was... I, I don't know. I was just like, why is this different than any other horrible thing they've seen? Yeah. <laughs> True. All this, the senators are corrupt. This experience yeah. is the one that's like hitting it home for Dooku. Why? It wasn't even that particularly different, in my opinion, than any other situation we've seen (laughs) also why did dooku look like adam driver (laughs) i couldn't stop looking at him he looked exactly like adam driver in this episode you're right now that you say that like looking at the (laughs) also qui-gon's voice was just it was not right i know it was his son but they don't even have the same accent, and they don't no. have the same vocal range. Even if Qui-Gon was young, he's very clearly a teenage boy almost in his 20s in Correct, this. He's yes. huge. And his chest was visible. Yes. Yeah. Well, it is in Phantom Menace. Oh, it is? Oh, I yeah. didn't. Okay. I didn't recall that. I was just distracted by the, the chest that was visible. Yeah. Okay. It's probably like a little more visible here, but Qui-Gon was very breezy <laughs> he was just very breezy in his halloween or er, halloween in his hawaiian shirt oh my god breezy yeah. even then <laughs> i don't know i i wish they had like modulated the voice or like combined his voice with liam neeson's voice somehow it was very very hard for me to see him look really he looked great he looked like yeah. liam neeson and yes. then have another voice come out of him i was just like this is really disorienting i didn't like liam neeson did the voice of qui-gon in the other episode so like he was there why didn't they just 
you know, like they tweak Mark Hamill's to make him sound younger. Yeah. So why not tweak Liam? I don't know. Maybe maybe they just wanted to get his son in there. And I guess. Yeah. And it was no deeper they, than that. But well, like his his mother is Miranda was Miranda Richardson. She's passed away, and like he sounds more like her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Liam Neeson so I I don't know not to be an a-hole but it was it took me out of it like every time he spoke it took me out of the experience because he didn't sound even remotely correct but he yeah. did a fine job but I don't know and <laughs> Journey made a great point too that I laughed really hard at when the father arrives he just starts shooting without even knowing where his son is. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. And, like, if those villagers meant business for real, they just kill that kid as soon as yeah. the guy opened fire on them because clearly they were making no progress. I don't know. It was just... They kidnap yeah. him, and he's on their side, but they still keep him tied up in the barn, and he's okay with it. <laughs> oh, but I love the droid. The two-ton. I did, too. What's his name, two-ton? It was great. Yeah, I didn't I, catch the name. I think it was, and that was he was cute. He looked. If anyone out there has ever played uh, the PlayStation game Horizon Zero Dawn, and you know the Shell Walkers, it was an exact copy of what the Shell Walkers look like. So nice. <laughs> it, they're just giant crabs, <laughs> like massive <laughs> droid clams. So um, giant or crabs. Not clams, crabs. Sorry, wrong shellfish or mollusk or whatever the hell it's called, but I'm not an expert. Well, okay, so that's followed up by the episode Choices, which is continuing Dooku's story a bit. And he doesn't look as much like Adam Driver in this one because his hair is getting longer. <laughs> yeah. And I, like, Corey Burton, you could tell, was modulating his voice to sound younger and then get older with For sure. each new iteration so i mean he's so crazy talented it's insane but i did like this episode as much as i dislike mace windu i can't stand mace windu um I, i'm the same he's just just whatever um, <laughs> well when dooku said to him like you're the way you follow rules can be infuriating and i was infuriating. like yes that's how i feel too <laughs> well i mean there's an obvious parallel there between like dooku is anakin and windu is Kenobi, you know, yeah. in the way that they follow rules or not follow rules or take liberty with rules. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, much different still, but that basic theme is there. But I did love Dooku's, um, like, investigative research skills. Mm-hmm. thought that was very good. Yeah. You know. That was um, interesting. Had they not taken the time to do that, they wouldn't have found out you know, the cause of death of this Jedi. I just think it's interesting that Dooku cared to find out and Windu didn't. True. Well, when, when, this is why I don't like Mace Windu. He is so tunnel visioned that he can't, he, it's like he has blinders on at all times. Yeah. And it's frustrating because even as like audience members, you can see, possibilities that he doesn't want to see at all you know because he's got his blinders on it's really frustrating yeah and now we know how he got his seat on the council yeah that conversation was interesting when dooku was like did you know about that before we even went on the mission i loved that dooku has the spine 
to right? say that kind of shit and just yes. not be worried about angering people. I don't think Mace Windu is the kind of person who would take advantage of somebody's death. I really don't. I think that, I don't. like, Dooku was kind of seeing what he wanted to see there. But I absolutely think he back he bad-talked or bad-mouthed Dooku when he wasn't lit, when he wasn't in the room. I mean, oh, for sure. And you see that even in Attack of the Clones. Yes. When Mace Windu shows up on Geonosis and he comes out, that tension between him and Dooku is still there. And you could just tell they just get under each other's skin, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He gets under my skin, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I also found it interesting when they buried the Jedi, how they did it. Is that mm-hmm. how they did it for all Jedi? They put them down in the ground and then a light shines through. Are they like mm-hmm. cremating them? Yeah. Is they're that incinerating them. Mm-hmm. Okay. They did that to Obi-Wan when he faked his death. Right, but I didn't, like, I guess I didn't put it together. It wasn't so obvious to me, you know, but I loved the light because light is often associated with Jedi, with the Force. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about it all the time on the show and in Star Wars. So I do like, I liked that. Yeah. Well, Okay, also, like, it was cool in that scene because you saw all the other Jedi who were there. Mm -hmm. And, like, Master Sanube was there. Yeah. And I heard that Master Sanube was supposed to have a bigger role. Like, he was in the later episode with Ahsoka, but he didn't speak. No. (laughs) And that's weird because it seemed like he was training Ahsoka not to jump ahead, but, like, Ahsoka seemed to, like, not really know him later in the Clone Wars where they had that episode together. So yeah, weird. I mean, even Jocasta knew had a speaking role. Oh, yeah. I don't really like her either. She's kind of like, she's like polite, rude. Well, she's a librarian, so of course she has to be, you know. <laughs> That's how I picture it. The stereotypical, like, librarian. Yeah, it's like she's being civil, but also being kind of bitchy at the same time. I just, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. shit, she became a Jedi and they stuck her in the archives. I would be bitter, too. Well, she was on the council, I thought, like years prior. Oh, maybe maybe she has to be removed. Shit. <laughs> maybe. Just send me to the library for guts. Yes, please. Get, <laughs> get me, me out of here. Out of here. Huh. Okay, well, I liked Raxus. I thought it was beautiful. I thought oh, the God, story yes. the story was kinda like, again, meh, it's fine. Again. I don't know. Like, we don't know who that Jedi was that was dead. So the no. fact that it affected Dooku and made him emotional, like, I couldn't connect with that. I don't know who it was. I don't really know that much about Dooku. Now we've literally, well, unless you've read Jedi Lost or whatever that book is about him, which I haven't. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I haven't. I don't know that much about him. I'm not that emotionally invested. I will say they made him seem more sympathetic, like a sympathetic character in this. And well, I they under- humanized him. Yeah, and you're, like, starting to understand a little more, I guess, but I don't know. This... Whatever. That's why I liked the next episode the most. I think the episode four, The Sith Lord. Yes, this was a good episode and very dark. <laughs> yes, oh, my God. It was what very dark. Fuck? It was bleak. But they showed... They they made Dooku seem more human because you saw that he actually really cared about Qui-Gon. Yeah, yeah. That was different because other Jedi try to pretend like they don't 
or maybe they don't actually have feelings. Like, think of, like, Luminara with Barris. Right. No feeling you at know. all. Yeah. She could and give two shits about Barris. <laughs> seriously, her Barris was buried alive, and she's like, well, it is the will of the Force. So. Yeah, we gotta get going. See you later. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, I liked that scene where they showed Qui-Gon speaking to Dooku. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They made Qui-Gon look really good in the animation. Really good. It looked great. Um, and we got to see Yaddle, which is great. She's a tough bitch. Yeah. I, mean, I, I couldn't care less, honestly. And yeah. she she did such a good job that I actually liked her. Like, I didn't give right. two shits about this character. No, not at all. <laughs> Until now. Like, why do we care? But now we do, in just a brief appearance. Yeah. She, she was this close to stopping yeah i mean she didn't stand a chance we'll say that but she was this close she figured it out she took the time to follow to understand what was going on and then die trying to stop it and that's very very uh, just respectable all my respect goes out to yaddle but at the same time what a fucking cruel ass death well, it's actually really similar to the animal that died in the first episode. Because, <sighs> like, you think she's dead, and then she's not, and then he puts her out of her misery. And it's just like, wow, I didn't really, I, like, didn't think they were going to kill her that brutally. It was, I mean, it no. was bad enough that she got, like, as soon Crushed. as she fell into those doors, I was like, this is not going to be good. No, and we're going to watch it, because these are dark. <sighs> yeah, it was very dark but it i did love the force theme as she's lifting the grates up that little little thing that she is and she made like one final Mm -hmm. you know stand and then got her head chopped off and she was trying to appeal to dooku saying that like she understood and and offering him like absolution and like you can you can make all of this better by turning And you could see him hesitate. You could see he, there was, this is how it always goes with these guys that turn dark. There's always a moment hesitation and yet somehow they're pulled into the dark side. But fucking Sidious is always there. Yeah. He's always there when it happens. That was such a good performance though by Ian McDermott. Absolutely perfect. And I loved how they made him look a little younger under that hood. Yes. Yeah, because I guess this is pre-Attack of the Clones, right? So right. he's not a hideous gargoyle yet. He's just <laughs> <laughs> his usual self. And, like, to to see him, like, dressed in the Sith Lord cloak, but having the senator's voice. Yeah. I thought that was really yes. a cool juxtaposition. And it was a different, like, more understated performance, but it was still very cruel and... The way Sidious twists people by telling them the truth is so, so interesting to me. Can I also just say that I wrote this scene? Oh. (laughs) This is the exact scene, (laughs) basically, from the last chapter of my uh, The Dark Side of Obi-Wan Kenobi. (laughs) It's literally the same location and everything. (laughs) Like... (laughs) 
<laughs> so maybe Filoni is paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was right. Right. Give me credit. That's why if it was gonna... a good episode, girl, because they took your writing. <laughs> if you're going to take my idea of like having your new apprentice show up, but also have a nice Jedi following and you have to prove your loyalty by killing the Jedi, like that was my idea, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all credit goes to you because it was a good episode. I'm awaiting my check. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I liked that one. I think that one was my favorite. The next one is up there with mine. I I mean, episode four was one of my faves. Episode five was one of my faves. No, not because Anakin was in it, but because of the symbolism. They tied it together. They wrapped it up. And it's a big deal to me how tragic the ending is that we know in season seven of clone wars how ahsoka had to fight off the clones that she literally practiced with and the fact that it was anakin who rather roughly (laughs) trained her but i get his point like i understand i you know you got to get up, you got to fight, you got to do this because you're going to be in a position where it's not droid balls firing at you. Right. You're not going to be expecting this. You have to read the people around you and it turned out to be the clones and they're all happy and joking and Rex is there and we're all happy. Everyone's happy again and we're rooting for Ahsoka and then the very end, she's literally walking into what ends up being the very end of the Clone Wars and they're all going to try and kill her. That is why I liked this episode, because it had a direct connection. And the fucking irony of it all, the the sadness in the fact that Anakin was trying to protect her and Anakin caused all this. Like, it's just so fucked. And that's why I love it. Yeah, that without that ending, I think this would have been a much weaker story. Much weaker. The the fact that they showed they tied it to uh, season seven made it really beautiful. Yeah, and just a touch of season seven at the end. They didn't have to replay it. They we yeah. all know what happened in season seven. We all know. Yeah, just enough. Just enough. Well, and, and to have Rex say like, "I oh, know. Boy, that training pays off now." <laughs> what a like that's just terrible. But man, can she fight? Watching Ahsoka fight is one of the finest things in Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah, and her outfit looked way cooler. Way than cooler. The tube top that they had yeah. her in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fix that. I was really annoyed with this until they tied it to season seven because no one did that to Obi Wan. No one trained Anakin that way, and they were fine in battle. So why be so hard on Ahsoka? Like, I, I felt like there should have been a moment where she was like, when she was saying, this is impossible, Anakin should have had to do it and prove to her that it is possible. True. It, it also takes me back to um, when when they eventually get to Mortis and her her figure, her 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 vision of her older mm-hmm. self is like, you, your master asked too much of you or expects too much of you or something. It kind of played into that. Yeah, he's actually putting you in danger. Yes, yes, exactly. So I I thought of that watching the episode, but I also saw that, you know, Vader's ruthlessness that comes out. Mm Mm-hmm. Just the nonstop. Yeah. Just 
go, 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 like never ending pain and stuff. That was kind of a little nut, a little nugget of that yes, coming out. Yeah. And Anakin's young at this point, like younger. Totally. I loved his hair. I know. His Yummy. was much better than Obi-Wan's. But the... Um, <laughs> I did like that, actually, because it kind of made me a little bit afraid of Anakin. Right? Because it's like, he's, like, being a really ruthless teacher, and, like, I wouldn't thrive with a teacher like that. That would actually break my spirit. Yeah. So, I don't know what that says about Ahsoka, but it says a lot about Anakin to want to do this and train her this way is kind of a sign of his fear of loss as well. Well, I was just going to say, he's so afraid of losing that he'll go to any length to ensure that he doesn't lose her. Yeah. But he does it through his own doing. Oh my God. I love this character. But like (laughs) when he's like, again, get up again, do it again, again. It's like a drill sergeant. Like, yeah. How many times can you get stunned? You know, that's the thing. I was like, is her health going to be like, obviously her life isn't shortened because she lives to be an old older character in the right. other stories well, but Rex i'm just like, like maybe we should give her a break you think it's yeah been we're too kind much? of taking this a little bit far and it's like <laughs> no get back to work i mean it was <laughs> it's a lot yeah yeah it was crazy well and the fact that they're like in a a hangar far away like where obi-wan and none of the other jedi oh, yeah, could they see couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. implies that he knew what he was doing it wasn't quite a good thing but i don't right. know it, i was really like I liked seeing Obi-Wan for two seconds, and James Arnold Taylor's performance was great for the two lines they gave him. I know. I wanted more. Yeah. Like, I don't know. They don't really see... And honestly, people have said, like, give us the OBT in in the Tales of the Jedi. I was like, don't do that. Like, I don't trust you to do that now. Oh. (laughs) You don't... Well, now that we've seen... Okay. My initial reaction was, yeah, but now that I see how dark this shit is, we already got the darkest shit of him and Satine, so we're good. We're fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, honestly, I'm afraid that they won't tie it together strongly enough. <laughs> All right, so the last the last episode, Resolve, um, didn't like this episode either, but... For anyone who's read the Ahsoka novel, it plays into the Ahsoka novel. She's she's doing nominal work across the galaxy to stay out of hiding. I I, I did... Okay. I liked that she was at Padme's funeral because she was... They were friends. Yeah, when she said that to Bale and her voice broke, that actually brought tears to my eyes. Ashley Eckstein is Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. To the end of time. And she proved it. Yeah. But number one, Ahsoka would not be that stupid and careless. Exactly. And be like right in the front. Right. Right. Bail Organa would not be so stupid as to go and find her. Yeah. There's too many goddamn Draw people attention. around. Yeah. He would have known better. And they, they almost got caught. You know, it's just like. And the way he was. Doing the dialogue, talking to the two troopers. I did like that. And I thought, like, a trooper would know what he was doing. Like, it wasn't that clever. It's like, you're talking gibberish to me because you were over here talking to somebody else. Like, are they on the roof? Like, yeah, but they're, they're right there. But they're, but they're, they can't even shoot on target, you know? Like, 
They're clones, though. They oh, weren't stormtroopers. That's, true. that's so, true. I don't know. It's just me nitpicking. No. Truly. I, I liked. I liked seeing that she was still with Rex. Oh yeah. That actually yeah, yeah, yeah. was. Yes. Was I felt very comforted me knowing too. that like she and Rex didn't just like part ways immediately. At least they were like still together for a little while. But also like. Like you said, I felt like that was really uh, overly exposing the character. I don't know. It didn't seem true to the character, honestly. I like that they did it, though, because it, it's like it was, that was her mother in this lifetime. Ahsoka had a biological mother, but she doesn't remember her. That's true. Yeah. But she does remember Padme. And she lost both her parents, technically, you know, Anakin and Padme. And I That's thought it was true, very yeah. sweet. And actually... Padme in the, what is that? Her procession, her, her you know, mm-hmm. to the, to where she's going to be for the rest of her days. She looked very beautiful. They did a good job, like, mimicking uh, mm-hmm. Revenge of the Sith. I just, I don't know. I just don't think Ahsoka would have been that careless. Yeah. I don't think she would have been that close. If she was there, she wouldn't have been close. No. But I feel like she would have gone back. Like after the Some fact. other time. Yeah, when there was no one there, you know, to yeah. visit the tomb on her own. Which I suppose, I don't know, there was the guard, right? Don't they, like, leave a guard of her handmaiden there? Her handmaiden there, so stay maybe there. She, yep. she couldn't have done that. But I don't know. I felt like the beginning of the episode, like, it should have been two episodes. It should have been that. True. Like, and flush that out a little, flesh that out a little more. And then it should have been the farm story should have been its own story. They were so separate, honestly. The only thing tying them together was Bale's comm link and like Ahsoka deciding she was ready to fight again. But they, I don't know, it just really didn't feel like a tight connection. It was, they felt like two different stories. And well, also, I don't know. I would not have given. The guy who turned me in and killed an entire village, the rite of passage with Bail Organa. Fuck him. Yeah, that he, I mean, you can, he can't be trusted. That's the thing. Like, I, I felt the same that he couldn't be trusted. Of course, she would be a Jedi. You know, she would be. Well, yeah. she's not a Jedi. <laughs> no, right. She says, I have no Jedi. But yeah, the very fact that the entire village was destroyed and killed. Yeah, that was horrific, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they showed droids dying. Can we fucking stop? Like, it, one fell over completely on fire, and he was still trying to, like, carry bales of hay. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to be negative, folks. I'm just telling you, this was a lot, and all at once it was even more. Yeah, and it's... It's interesting because Filoni is the one who always says that Star Wars is supposed to leave you feeling hopeful. He always says that. This did not. <laughs> no, it didn't. It really didn't. And like just because we end on Ahsoka deciding to go back into the cause and fight, like, and we know that that means she's stepping into the timeline of rebels, yeah. you know, at that point. Like, it's not enough to leave me feeling all warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, um, I liked how she handled the Inquisitor. Fantastically. Like, in two seconds, I mean, no it was, problem. It was just like <laughs> Vader in Kenobi when he basically disarmed Reva. Well, I mean, without the playing around that Vader did. Right. 
It actually reminded me of Obi-Wan and Maul from Rebels. Or that, yes. Because it was so fast. Mm-hmm. That it was just like she's at the top of her game and this is no challenge at all. This Inquisitor. Who was the Inquisitor? Clancy Brown, who does Savage Opress. Aha! I, I love that actor. I don't know if you're asking the actor or like which Inquisitor it well, was. Well, I, I got Darth Revan vibes. From the that, mask. Me too. That's what I thought it was at first. Yeah, the the mask was a direct copy. And I just was like, okay, this is a, this is reminiscent. <laughs> yeah. This Inquisitor is fanboying Darth Revan. Yeah, I basically, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean they all, I know they all had like different helmets and different faces or whatever, but that was a little yeah. that was a little nod to Revan, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, it was cool, like, that whole sequence. The lightsabers in this, like, the duel with um, Dooku and Mace Windu and Raxus, like, so cool. Like, the the combat was really cool. The animation's better than ever with that stuff. Yeah, they came out of the mist, like, purple and blue, like, appeared, and then they, you know, twirled people around and stuff. It was really great, but, yeah. Yeah. So there were good moments, but overall for me, I'm I'm rating this a 6 out of 10. Yeah, like, I, maybe if they have another season, because as much as I love Filoni, this is so common. Season one is kind of like, meh. Think of season one of the Clone Wars. Yes. It gets started really slow. Yeah. And almost everyone I know who I tell to watch Clone Wars, they can't get through season one. Yeah. I have to be like, just go to season two, start there, and then you might want to go back. Right. And I honestly felt... Season one of Mandalorian was slow. Season two made me t- started to tie it all together, so it was more interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it if there's a season two, it takes too long to get started. Like the stories take too long to like start myth building and start tie. I don't know. I just was underwhelmed. To be honest, it was fine. It was good. It was a piece of art. That's for sure. That is but- for sure. I mean, Filoni's work is always artistic and well thought out and sometimes the execution is a little off here with this one but um yeah. it's also it's just our opinion of it i mean we're not yeah stamping it as terrible it's just this is our opinion of it considering the high hopes i had for it and i'm not even saying that it didn't meet my expectations because i didn't know what to expect honestly i don't know i thought the stories were going to be tighter honestly and they just kind of left me feeling like why should i care <laughs> yeah i got you unless you already love dooku like maybe if you're a dooku fan already this is amazing stuff mm-hmm. but i don't know i don't really care i liked seeing anakin and ahsoka and rex yeah. that was great yeah i loved that needs more obi-wan yep <laughs> like a chef more obi-wan shake some more obi-wan in there <laughs> sprinkle some sprinkle. obi-wan season this up a bit why not yeah, I know, I know. I'm biased, I guess, but Obi-Wan makes everything better. <laughs> All right, so our question to you is pretty obvious. What did you think of Tales of the Jedi? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Did you like some more than others? How did you feel? On a, on a, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being great, what did you say? What did you think? 
let us know. Yeah, and be don't be shy. Like no hate here, no shade here. None Just at tell all. Us what, it's a safe place to speak your mind. <laughs> Next week we have something a little lighter for you. We want to kind of lighten the mood a bit, so we're gonna discuss Obi Wan and Quinlan Vos's relationship. There's some great stuff in Clone Wars. Yes. And we'll. We'll just have a chat about that and hopefully laugh a little bit. Well, we can also talk about the book with uh, Quinlan and his girlfriend. Oh, yeah, the uh, Dark Disciple. Dark Disciple, yes. There's some Obi-Wan and Quinlan moments in that book as well. So we'll cover them all, or we'll try to. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. We appreciate every single one of our patrons and are grateful for your support. If you would like to support the podcast and become a patron as well, head on over to the Most Things Kenobi Patreon. You can follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. And if you enjoy our podcast, feel free to rate us on Spotify and Apple. We currently have a five-star rating everywhere, so thank you. (laughs) And if you need just one place to find all of these things, head on over to mostthingskenobi.com. So until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you. Always.